Hello and welcome to this episode of the Venus Investor Evolutionary Astrology Podcast. This is eclipse season and I love talking about eclipses and in fact I have travelled far and wide to be under the shadow of certain eclipses and had the most amazing time and felt the energy of it. I really do kind of vibe with eclipses and I know so many other people do. So it is quite a special time because there is new energies coming to earth. It's almost they act like a gateway between the dark and the light because there's a real um, alignment. It's like when a clock or a, a key uh, turns in, in the lock and everything aligns and then new energies, new beings, new forces come in and we're karmically uh, destined to play these things out. They're like tools that we can evolve with. So I find them very exciting and in 2023 we have two eclipse seasons as is most years six months apart two and each pair two weeks apart and um this year in 2023 the eclipses are in the four different signs and four different elements and this is great because normally eclipses occur in opposition so they're on one axis so in opposite signs because they occur where the north node and south node are so we would have them Generally, for 18 months at a time, they happen in two signs. And then and then then slowly the north node and south node it moves backwards, retrograde through the zodiac, and then it moves into the next sign. And we just happen to be in 2023 at the point where we're changing signs. The nodes are changing signs. They're changing in July. So we've got the two sets, the first pair of eclipses in April and May and the second two are both in October but we've got the nodal change in between and it just happens that uh, this first eclipse on the 20th of April 2023 is going to be the Aries eclipse so it's in a fire sign and then we have the next one the next one the full moon lunar eclipse and that's in Scorpio and that is, um, so we have the Aries one is in the new sign because it's at 29 degrees. It's the first degree, which happens to be the last degree of Aries because we're moving backwards. Um, and the second one is in the old pairing. So it's, it's still going to be in the axis of Scorpio Taurus, but this is going to be the full moon in Scorpio in May, just at the coronation. So more on that later. But, but the next two, the next pair are in October and the first one on the 14th of October is going to be a new moon again, a new solar eclipse. And that's going to be in Libra, 21 degrees Libra. So that's an air sign. And then the one two weeks after that, the full moon eclipse is back in the old axis, even though the nodal has shifted into a new a new pair. It's still it's still conjunct. So this one is going to be in Taurus, which is an earth sign. So in 2023, we have four eclipses and each one of them is in a different sign and in a different element. And I feel like with this kind of element, four elements, that we almost get a very thorough upgrade, you know, thorough um, um, provision of of deliverance of goods from each element to really, so no one is going to miss out. 
no one's missing out in 2023. We are all going to get this. And this really chimes with Pluto arriving at naught degree Aquarius. You know, the people like we are all going to be evolving big time and moving forward in 2023, not just because Pluto is in Aquarius and changing society phenomenally, but also because we've got the four eclipses in four different elements, in four different signs. And the first of these eclipses is at at the 29 degrees of Aries. And of course, 29 degrees is the crisis degree, the, um, you know, that brings about a forces, something phenomenal to happen. We have to use up that energy. So the 29 degrees and it's Aries, it's the God of war and it's the man, it's the mankind, it's thinking for ourselves. So this is a huge wake up to start this eclipse for 2023 with the other astrology that's going on, which is so phenomenally, epically life-changing for planet Earth that we're really having this thorough eclipse season. It's almost like it's going to clean up every single aspect. So this is um, worth talking about. So back to eclipses, what, and this eclipse, what are eclipses? Eclipses are when the moon lines up along the ecliptic, which is the line which the sun and earth move around on. So it's almost like a horizontal line. If you imagine a football pitch and you have the sun blazing in huge sun in one goalpost and in the other goalpost right at the other end you have the earth which would be like the size of a melon a watermelon in the other one um, maybe even smaller I think maybe and then you've got this tiny kind of walnut going around so the sun at one end and the earth at the other are on the ecliptic and you know that's obviously where we get the word eclipse eclipt ecliptic so the sun and the earth their centers will be lined up the line that would take through both their centers is the ecliptic is a horizontal line and the moon the little walnut is going up and down around the earth so that's going at an angle and each time if you look at if you were facing the wall the um the sun which would be the size of a walnut in the other end of the goal post you'd see the walnut going up and down at a five degree angle and each time it crossed that path um that would be crossing the ecliptic and it will do that twice a month and um it will do that um, because it will be going, uh, it goes around the earth once a month. And so it'll be passing, so it goes around the earth once a month, but it crosses that line once on the way down and once on the way up. And on the way up, when it's going up above the, coming from below to above that horizontal line, the ecliptic, that's the north node. And when it comes down the other side, that's the south node. And that would be Rahu, the North Node in Vedic astrology, uh, which is the dragon head. And you often see it in a chart as the little tiny symbol that you could make out to be a dragon head. And then down the other side, it's Ketu, the dragon tail, South Node. So when we have a full moon and um, along this line and a new moon along this line, that's when we have an eclipse. Of course, during that whole um, the six months, because it happen, they happen every six months that they'll be exactly along this line. It has to be within roughly 15 degrees of the north node or the south node, that node where it'll be in line. Otherwise, that north, north, the north node or the south node, the nodes will be either to the side and not in front of or behind the earth. If you see, if you've got that horizontal node, it has to be in front of or behind of for the eclipse to happen. If the, the 
the moon has gone round to the sideways and it's having a full moon there, it's not going to be uh, affecting the sun or the shadows or the dark and light that we would experience on Earth. And of course, it is that play between dark and light that gives the eclipse its magic gives the eclipse the doorway so that it can act like a portal for, for for more energy to come through, for light beings, for darkness, for shadow forces to really come forth because the light is all lining up as if you had a key in a lock that you turn the key and everything aligns up and then you can move through it just like on a computer game really you know it's like suddenly we're in alignment and things can move through we can things can arrive and of course they're going to arrive with the flavor or the theme of the sign or the house that it's in and that's why I feel like with with the four eclipses in 2023 happening in different signs that we really do get a thorough, um, a thorough gift, shall we say, of karma, a, a thorough provision of um, earth, fire, air and water. So no one is going to escape eclipse season in 2023. And since um, the nodes are changing sign this year, and that's why we've been we've got four different signs but this but the nodes changing signs happens every 18 months and we get a nodal return every 18 years because it comes back to the position so you can imagine your 18th birthday you get it's celebrated and that's why it's celebrated because you have a celebration of you coming to a new realization and a new period in your life where you kind of grow up so that's the that's the nodal return every 18 years but you get the opposition nodal return every 9 years so every 18, nine and every nine years, you're going to get a rebirth, a re-alignment um, of your goals or a check-in to see if you're in the right place and maybe maybe a curveball as well. Maybe because when they're in the nine year, when it's in the opposition, that that's maybe taking you in a different way to readdress things from the past. But either way, the nodal return is an important factor in anyone's birth chart. And because the eclipses then happen around this, um, we really do have a phenomenal push forward with our evolution and our healing and our goals in life, our mission. And the eclipse that's happening on the 20th of April, 2023, is at 29 degrees April, uh, 29 degrees Aries. But the node is still, the north node is still in Taurus and it's at four degrees Taurus. So that the eclipse is happening within five degrees of the north node. Uh, but yet, so it's an out of sign, if you like, that the uh, the north node is in one sign and the eclipse is happening in the other, but they're still extremely close. So the node hasn't got to this point yet. So when it does get to this point, um, we then get another re-emergence of that energy. It's like a little sore point that is going to be um, triggered later on. But of course, in this instance, because the node then changes signs in July, it's going to hit that 29 degrees in July again. So it's like a double whammy of eclipse energy happening now in April the 20th and, and the two weeks either side really, and then again in mid-July. So 
and that will stay around for the you know a couple of weeks in mid July. So we're going to get a double um, emergence of that energy. So you better like it, huh? So I want to make a few points other than the fact that we're going to get another hit of this Aries eclipse energy in 2023 is the first is that this this eclipse, obviously a solar eclipse is a new moon. It's when the sun and the moon um, come, the sun and the moon um, come together. Um, so this is the first eclipse that's happening in Aries for nine years because it's on the, the nodes would have been the other way around. So it's the first time in 18 years is the north node's been here but we've had eclipses there when it, the north, the south node has been there so it's the first eclipses that have happened in Aries for nine years so you can imagine maybe look back at what was happening nine years ago as well then this is also the second new moon in Aries this year and you don't normally get that you don't normally have um you know they go uh, each sign going through the zodiac gets their new moon as we as the sun moves through the signs so you get one in each but this is the second new moon in Aries this year the first one of course was at naught degree Aries and the naught degree and the 20 and this one is at the 29 degree so the naught degree and the 29 degree are absolutely like the this the, the starter the starter klaxon and then Aries and that naught degree was the first degree of the whole zodiac because it was Aries and Aries is the self-starter. Aries is the leader. Let's go and get some stuff. Aries is not the finisher, but the Aries energy at naught degree for the first new moon and then this new moon, which is also an eclipse, is at 29 degrees. So we've got kind of bookending Aries. So this Aries energy, what is Aries energy? It's like it's the it's the masculine it's the divine masculine and it's the it's the male counterpart part to any kind of um female and in or, or and i wouldn't like to say that as an opposition but two of our two archetypes and we're going to keep those archetypes in zodiac in the zodiac even though humanity may blend or change we're going to keep those archetypes the male and female archetypes the mars and the venus so they're not always opposite this but they have opposite qualities but they have some same qualities because they have to come together obviously so this is the second new moon in Aries this year and I think that's kind of quite crazy so it is a really influx of this male energy and I really do think that men and the masculine need some help uh, by redefining and being proud to be able to be male I think claim it back in um, without going all Andrew Tate on you. I am supportive of a proper masculine. So um, that's that's uh, something to consider for this double new moon in 2023, double new moon in Aries. So because we have two new moons in Aries, we're going to look what's in between. And, this, and Venus and Mercury have moved through Aries before after the the first new moon so we've had quite a lot of arian um energy any anyway actually you don't call it arian arian means something else and you can't call aries arian energy aries energy so it's aries energy so apologies but um so we've got these two new moons at either end and in the middle all the time we have chiron 
and we have Jupiter. So Chiron is there. As we may know, Chiron's been in Aries for a while, but Chiron, Chiron is the wounded healer. He really, in Aries, is bringing about a responsibility to look after our own wounding, to really look to ourselves and not to someone else. Oh, it's their fault or blame someone, blame the parents, blame my mum, you know, all that thing. No, you've got to say, well, I've got to take this on board to heal myself now and also to heal on a group level, heal the masculine. You can also heal that on a personal level as well. Heal the masculine within you or the mask, the men around you, your relationships with them. It's very much a healing of that time. So, but also with Jupiter, it's going to really expand the notion that we can heal that or expand the notion that the masculine needs help. And also, it's not just the masculine, also this idea of so much patriarchal ideas of war and um, aggression out there, especially if you're looking towards Ukraine and Zelensky and that that kind of we need more weapons, we're going to, you know, and, and also weapons in America too, you know, firearms, etc. You know, this is very much this stuff needs healing. And I hate to say it, but if this was a, a more feminine driven world, Perhaps this we wouldn't have so many wars and so many firearms. So there is that to consider because Jupiter will really expand this um, conversation that people might want to start thinking about more than they originally had. And it, and it is worth noting that Aries is also a sign about our sexual attraction. You know, who we who we look at, who we fancy, you know, it's like that ding dong when someone walks in the door that really catches your eye and so that Aries idea and potentially that might need healing that might be like who what am I what was I thinking but um yeah definitely that 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 um feeling you get to um that springtime feeling folks you know so perhaps that's need healings and perhaps that needs some extra energy and here it is this April in 2023, ants in your pants. So this eclipse on the 20th of April um, is at 5.13, 5.15 in the morning uh, at British summertime, BST, in the U that's UK, London time, and London, Dublin time. It always has Dublin, doesn't it, on the, on the phone. Dublin before London, but anyway, London, Dublin time at five o'clock in the morning. So because it's a solar eclipse, this is when the shadow of the moon is then cast upon the earth. And it makes a little S, a little elongated S shape when it does that. And this, this shadow is going to be from the north, from Northwest Cape, which is a really remote peninsula of Western Australia. Starts there and it comes in a little swoop and just swoops over the top, skims the top of northwest Australia. And then it goes off to East Timor and Malaku, if I said that right. And then to, to the north side of Papua, right, where Papua New Guinea is, it's the Papuas at the top, and then out into the Pacific. So those are, that's the area that this, this solar eclipse is going to cover. Uh, so if you're in Australia, I think you're going to really, the Australians are really going to feel this. So um, let's see what occurs in Australia around this time. But but of course, you don't have to be under the shadow of the eclipse. It's extremely exciting to be under the shadow of eclipse. And I think you feel that energy and actually you can receive some of those forces that are coming. Definitely, whatever you're, even if it's, 
isn't touching any of your planets. To be under it is to really to receive some of those energies. So yes, Australia will feel it, but if it's in your chart, it doesn't matter where you are. If it's sitting on your sun or sitting on a prominent part in your chart, you're definitely going to feel the energies. And also, if it's in the charts of people around you, you're going to notice people going or or kind of having a little crisis moment or moment of ecstasy, whatever it may be, uh, around you. Go, ah, that's that's the eclipse. And of course, with a, an eclipse, the new moon and full moon energy lasts like a couple of days either side. But the karma of it, the, the energies that it gives you lasts two weeks to the next new moon or the next full moon. Likewise, on an eclipse, you have the energy on an expanded level. So the eclipse has energy either two weeks instead of two days either side. And of course, the energy of that eclipse lasts six months to the next eclipse on that node. So definitely it's an expanded and more intense and karmically driven new moon, full moon um, that you receive the energies from anywhere in the world. Definitely don't have to be under its pathway, although it is a joy and um, sort of very mystical experience to be in its pathway and in that shadow. You know, you see the, you get a day, a, a nighttime, the stars start to twinkle it looks like nighttime the sun clips and you see the beautiful corona around it you have to wear special glasses of course and the temperature drops and so the birds start to make a noise like what's going on they really feel it more than they would just a cloud going over the sun so um, it is something very special it's the energy that they're feeling not just the darkness there's a different quality to the light when it is eclipsed by the moon uh, rather than just a clip, you know, a cloud going over the sun. So for now that we're getting the eclipses are going to be in Aries. And because we're having eclipses in each of the four signs, this is the first time it's 29 degrees, the beginning, which is the last degree, of course, the first eclipse in Aries we're going to get for the next 18 months. But the next six months, we're not going to get them till next year, the next Aries eclipse isn't going to happen until next April. So we've got a whole year to wait. So this Aries eclipse, of course, in this time, um, we're going to see a whole year worth or there's going to be 18 months or nearly two years of eclipse working on the Aries themes, the toxic masculinity, the beta males, the alpha males, the trans males. You know, all of this stuff is going to get realigned and um, and, and it all kind of starts now. I think we're going to see something really phenomenal about in this area starting now. And also not just the male, you know, Aries is about the individual person, the ego, the human ego. And if you think, you know, that we all have our animals have a spirit, but the animals don't have individual egos. And that's what makes a human um, different because we have individual egos. The animals have group egos. So when we get the eclipses in areas, it's up to us to express that and to really want to express that and have have the drive and the passion to go for our beliefs, go for our goals, go for, as I said, who we who we quite like and um, but really kind of move our own life on forward. But also going back to the idea that this is chiming with Pluto in 
Aquarius waking up the society that with these Aries eclipse, you know, this entrance of Pluto in Aquarius is getting the help from the eclipses and Jupiter and Chiron in Aries to really wake mankind up, like wake us up to new ideas, new thoughts, because Aries is like the thinking mind. So we really are going to get this expression of I, my responsibility, my ideas, what I feel, my passions. And um, so it could be, well, it will be quite exciting. And if you were waiting for some kind of mass waking up of souls, this is, this is the time, you know, that when people can start to think much more critically, they'll be forced to to think more critically and not accept everything because they will be triggered. It, you know, Aries is the trigger. So this is a this is definitely the opportunity for a mass waking up, but individually waking up, not just one, you know, one person at another. And they saying is, you know, it's in this lifetime, you know, you can look after other people's, but if you help just one person, it's that um, the idea of not you purposely doing that, but actually just being with someone that then allows them to evolve. Those ideas will be quite profound during this period. But it's like then a mass brainstorm, a big think tank where people are going to start talking much more. It comes back to the individual rather than, say, what we've had in Pluto and Capricorn with, with the authorities and the leaders and the governments and the big corporates having their say. Now it comes back to mankind. Now that people maybe can understand their part in the narrative of the current situation, perhaps then the possibility of something absolutely wild, wonderful, willful, willful to come out and to occur. So I think this is quite exciting. And we've got a year of this eclipse, Aries eclipse energy. The next eclipse in Aries because we're skipping the, the other two are going to be in the old um, nodal sign is going to be on the 8th of April 2024 at 19 degrees Aries. So it's 10 degrees on from the um, the 29 degrees of this 2023. Also, if you're in the in that like if that so if you're in that idea of starting something up, doing a being a self starter or being um, you know, doing a starter, you know, a startup program. Start that again. If you're in the mind or in the way of being a startup, creating a company, doing something for yourself, earning money for yourself, being a freelancer in whatever way you want to do it, this Aries energy is just perfect for you to leave the rat race, leave the corporate job and do something for yourself, whatever that may be. It's a very powerful time to think for yourself, earn money for yourself and redefine who you are. Because whilst we are redefining that or feeling the expression of our ego so phenomenally, the next eclipse in 2024 on the um, 8th of April at 19 degrees is exactly conjunct Chiron. So this is as much as this is a really powerful 29 degrees crisis point and Chiron is there, the next eclipse in, in Aries 
next year, in April next year, is actually going to be exactly conjunct Chiron. And that's really the wounding. That's a deep wounding within mankind. And that's for all of us. That's not, that's going to be felt individually. And especially if you have signs squaring, sextiling, conjuncting this 19 degree point, it really will be a phenomenally outpouring of, um, of our, our wounding, our core wounding as humanity, whatever that might be. But I can see that it's very warlike. It's very, you know, the group energy, but everyone within that group energy, because it will be happening across so many of us. So I feel then that perhaps there is this warlike quality that we're going to feel this wounding. And there is this huge um, idea about the war and wars and perhaps perhaps there has been a nuclear war perhaps there's been a a um a cold not a, sorry perhaps there has been a nuclear war and perhaps there has been um a freeze and perhaps that's the end of the freeze the cold war um it could also be the ending where people say that's enough i feel this in my heart i feel that we can't go on like this anymore but it it does look this time this this eclipse and next year's eclipse do, do look quite explosive. So let's be ready. Huh? Um, yes, let's be ready. I actually am thinking of a girlfriend, lovely Australian Irish girlfriend who has her, is it her son at 29 degrees Aries and who lives in Australia. So I'm quite excited to see what's, what she's got going on for this eclipse but nonetheless this eclipse is is going to be wild and wonderful and two weeks later we have the eclipse in the lunar eclipse the full moon lunar eclipse in scorpio like this is bring out your dead folks now we have had scorpio eclipses for the last 18 months because that's where the and that's where the south node is so this eclipse is the last eclipse in Scorpio of that 18 month period. Um, and of course, you know, any eclipse and in the South Node is about what's happened before. And here with Scorpio, it's really like I say, bring out your dead, bring out your secrets. You know, the idea of what we've been hiding, what we've been willfully hidden from us, the shadow and the shadow psyche, the subconscious, all these things have been dragged up and out. So we've become more aware of what is really going on underneath. I think you can see it with ourselves as we come, we become more self-actualized and we begin to be more prepared to work on ourselves. And also we see it on a mass scale where we see the corruption that's been hiding and the sexual corruption that has been hiding. And, and, and I see that, you know, we've only dug as deep as Jeffrey Epstein because, of course, he was trafficking to nobody. Because surely nobody's been, um, uh, he's had so many opportunities, but there's been no other people that he's trafficked to. So those kind of ideas, you know, perhaps we're going to move through this whole time and not find out any more on that level. But this is the last chance again for Scorpio to dig deep into those kind of issues, not just sexual corruption, but financial corruption, because Scorpio is about money, about the energy of money, what you're doing with the money and, and the negotiations and the um, 
the kind of passing of power money from one to another, the deals that you might do around money. So here we have, um, you know, this is another opportunity. And having a Scorpio moon myself, I'm always in favour of let's dig deep and have a look at that stuff. Yeah. So this lunar eclipse that's happening in two weeks from from the um, the solar eclipse. So we have the new moon and then the full moon, the full moon eclipse. This is happening at 14 degrees Scorpio. Now it's happening on the 5th of May, Friday, the 5th of May, and it's happening at 6.22 p.m. And of course, within 24 hours, we have the coronation of King Charles III. I mean, I think that's incredible that he has chosen <laughs> to have his coronation within 24 hours of a Scorpio eclipse. Who does, mm, sorry, who does that? Who really does that? that chooses to have your coronation on an eclipse, you've got to be super powerful. You've got to be super in touch with your shadow to really go, yeah, I'm going to get crowned. I'm going to have my big day, my epic day that I've been waiting for all my life on an eclipse, on a Scorpio South Node eclipse. I know that's, that's just, for me, as a Scorpio moon, a Scorpio South Node conjunct moon, I would go, wow. That's and I'm my south node, my moon and my Neptune are all conjunct in Scorpio, tightly conjunct. And I wouldn't do that. <laughs> but this uh, King Charles III is a Scorpio. He's a sun sign Scorpio. So he's like, bring it on. And so I think this is incredibly phenomenal. And of course, it warrants its own the episode completely. So in the next episode, I'm going to be talking about the next eclipse and of course the coronation and King Charles and his birth chart. I mean, um, I am in awe of the dates here. So, you know, there's this idea that, you know, that, that the, you know, in the mainstream now, astrology is just really kind of ridiculed slightly or just a play thing. But really the elites are looking at astrology and I don't think governments are. Now, if you look at Prince Charles, oh, sorry, King Charles III, he's always supported energetic medicine, the homeopathy, the mystical side of things. He's always into the organic and he must consult the stars. He must understand that. He was actually born as a Scorpio on a, on a, full moon eclipse himself. So this energy really does suit him. As much as I'm going, whoa, uh, this is quite um, crazy to do that. He has eclipse energy around him. He really does. So um, we're going to be at peak Scorpio eclipse and um, King Charles is going to be crowned. And this is the opportunity to bring out your dead, to bring out the shadow work and perhaps part of what he wants to do is do that, is bring out the the darkness from within. You know, maybe he's going to go subversive on this, but let's see. I um, Let's get through the first eclipse first, this Aries eclipse, and see what it brings us. And I'd be delighted to hear to see what it brings for you. And thank you for listening. <laughs>